ladies and gentlemen, coming at you from beautiful Hangzhou, China. Today the weather's about 32 degrees Celsius, and it's an overcast, cloudy day. I can see the mountains. The air pollution is pretty good, which is good news if you're a local Chinese resident, as today is Dragon Boat Festival. You're probably thinking about going out and watching. I don't recommend it, because it looks really boring. But I'm not Chinese, and they seem to find it really interesting. I don't know why, it's not like the people are actually racing. They just paddle up and down the river, and every five minutes a new boat comes by. And the people kind of cheer, kind of watch. Anyway, it's culture, so good on them. Uh, let's get to the podcast. By the way, today is, uh, I'm using a new method of recording. Hopefully it's a little bit better. Uh, let me know if it's not. Okay, so as for the podcast, believe it or not, I won an election in a landslide. Now, that's a lie. I don't know. I don't know if it was a landslide or not. They didn't tell us the results. Uh, but at the time, I remembered thinking, "I've got this in the bag." I don't know what led to this confidence. I'll talk about some of the possible reasons. I'll also talk about what being a school captain meant for me as a young 12-year-old, how it changed my life, and uh, some side stories. Okay, the lead-up to the election. Uh, There were a few things that I think contributed to my victory. Uh, First and foremost, I'll say it was my sporting abilities and popularity. Now, that's not to say that I was the most popular kid or the most athletic kid, although I was up there. Uh, But I had the combo of both, um, and I played lots of sports. My family's very sporty. I think it was every day of the week they'd sign us up for after-school sports, activities, things like that. So um, every kid had kind of seen me at school, then they'd seen me at sports. And usually if they saw me at sports, I was doing pretty good. Maybe I was scoring goals, maybe I was getting... Uh, touchdowns. Um, uh, either way, you know, I looked pretty awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, I was a fairly, I wasn't an ugly kid. Um, I wasn't the most handsome, but, uh, you know, I held my own. I think that matters too, especially amongst the women voters. <laughs> uh, the second thing that I, uh, that I was just thinking about now, at the time, Uh, I don't know if I realized it, but looking back, it definitely made a difference. And that was my connections. Now, what connections are you talking about? Certainly not business. No, my family connections. I had two siblings that happened to be in school at the same time as me. I've got uh, four, well, there's five of us in total, including myself. Now, two are in school. And uh, it's not like they were going around telling their friends, oh, did you vote for my brother? You should vote for my brother, or we're not friends anymore. No, they uh, they were just living their normal lives. But what I think happened is these kids, uh, especially the younger kids, and everyone had a vote, by the way. There was no age limit. Like, five-year-old kid that got enrolled early, yeah, you're going to be voting. And uh, And that kid really didn't even know what they were doing. And so maybe they look on the little brochure and and the little voting slip and they see my name murray channel and they recognize channel oh hang on that's the same channel as that other little kid in my class and then they just tick that box and i think that happened a lot um 
And even with some of the, maybe the 10-year-old kids, one of my siblings was 10, one was 8. That's right. So I think in both of those classes, uh, maybe some people ticked my name thinking they were voting for my sibling. Or just because they recognized it. You know, it's the little things like that that uh, make all the difference. But uh, as much as that helped me, there was another competitor who I did get a little bit worried about at one point. Now, this particular guy, he was a country boy. Um, you know, I played soccer, I played football. He played things like field hockey. And uh, if you went to his house, you're more likely to be, um, you know, going up, building a cubby house, hammering some nails into things. You know, he, he yeah, he was a, a country boy through and through. And... Um, and I, yeah, I didn't have that going for me. I was the, uh, I guess, the, the coastal kid. And um, and what he did in the lead up to election day, and this, oh, it was a great move, um, and it really put him on the map. He brought a whip to school, a real whip. As a, I guess he was 11 at the time. Yeah, he was 11 because you, you vote when you're 11, and then you're, then it carries on to the next year, and you're captain when you're 12, and that's the final year of uh, primary school. And uh, he brought a whip, and um, and at, I think it was recess, and he said, there's going to be a whip show, a whip performance. I don't know what strings he pulled, because no kid's ever allowed to do stuff like that, but apparently he had connections. And uh, and I know you're thinking, oh, there's no way uh, an 11-year-old kid can do a whip. It was a full whip. It wasn't a custom kid. It was a, a big whip, you know, used for whipping... Uh, Man, used for rodeos. I don't know what they're used for, and um, and he, yeah, he like, I think, gosh, he must have whipped that thing like ten times in a row. I mean, it wasn't just you know he tried once and he did a few pathetic ones. He just got the thing going and he got into a rhythm. It's just like whip, whip, whip. Um, anyway, needless to say, <clears throat> that went down really well, and uh, everyone was talking about him. And it wasn't looking good for a young 11-year-old Murray. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't compete with a whip as, you know, as many assets as I had. I needed something. and uh, But that miracle did come because um, uh, we still had speeches to go. And I, I think this, I, I, yeah, I believe I wrote this speech all on my own. And... Um, <clears throat> And this particular speech, look, I'll say it, it won me the election. Uh, as much as the other things helped, this speech was really the nail in the coffin that sealed the deal. Um, now, most other kids, they went up there, I think I was last, so the other kids went up there before me, gave their speech. And my name's blah, 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 I'm in blah, blah, blah class. Um, I My hobbies include blah, 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 and, you know, they did the usual thing. I'm sure it was very cute, but uh, it, none of it was memorable. And then, little Murray went up, and he said his speech. Believe it or not, I still remember how the speech goes. <laughs> I had to think about it, but uh, I can recall. Little Murray stood up there, and I confidently... Now, the other kids stood behind the little uh, the, the pedestal, I think it's called. Uh, pedestal? Uh, the, the, the big thing that the microphone sits on, the wooden uh, table, and your body kind of stands behind it. I, I took the microphone up off, I think my mum told me to do this maybe, or a teacher, and I stood out to the side in front of the thing where, uh, you know, people can see your full body, it doesn't look like you're hiding, you look more confident. 
And uh, so that made an impression. They're like, well, who's this kid? He's breaking the rules. And um, and he, little Murray opened his mouth and he said, if you want a great captain, I'm your man. If anyone can do it, Murray can. <laughs> and, uh, and it was that rhyme. I don't know. It was just short, sharp, to the point, and uh, everyone loved it. Uh, that was all that was said. No, I might, I might have said a couple of things before that, like told them my hobbies or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was was nailing coffin. We then went to voting, um, and uh, yeah, we had to, you know, go around. I think on voting day, all the captains had to walk around to each class as they voted, just so they could see. Like, and we held out a little card with our name on it, just so they could see. All right, if I put the tick next to this box. That means that that person gets in. Because, yeah, as I said, they really didn't know who we were. And, um, yeah, anyway, the, uh, <coughs> the, that went really well. Um, and uh, polling closed. Uh, the announcement came, I think, a few weeks later. And I remember feeling super nervous. Um, man, and I think it was during the final school ceremony, um... Uh, they'd given out the awards, and they said, and finally, we get to our captain's announcement. And I thought, oh, man, this is it. I think it had been, yeah, a few weeks or maybe even a few months since the election before they announced it. Uh, maybe not. And I was, oh, God, I was nervous, and um, everyone was nervous, I'm sure. And then uh, they announced the vice captain first, and you better believe it, it was the whip boy. Whip boy got vice captain. And I thought, yes, because I thought, all right, if he's got vice captain, there's no one else. The other kids are all nobodies. It's got to be me. And sure enough, they read out Little Murray. And um, yeah, I remember thinking, uh, uh, God, the adrenaline rush I got was huge, even at that age. Uh, I don't think I've ever had anything like it before. Uh, you know, I guess I really had my heart out on the line there, and it paid off. Um, and I and I think that's a, a fun thing about parroting. I'm sure if you see your kid feeling really nervous like that, um, and then they succeed or fail, whatever, I'm sure it's uh, it's a very enjoyable moment. Um, like for example, my uh, <clears throat> yeah, my mom actually she told me the other day. All right, here's a little side story for you. Um, uh, my mom teaches at the same school I was captain at. It's the school. It's about five minutes away from where we live, and uh, she's become somewhat of a legend there of late. Uh, you know according to sources, and um, uh, the reason is uh, she actually te she coaches their little local softball team, and uh, and it's not like this team's a huge school, we're just in a small little village really, there's about maybe 5,000 kids in the area, and some schools will draw on 20, 50,000 Sometimes more, especially in the big cities. So we're really a, a small country school. And, um, but mum, I don't know what she, okay, she used to play softball as a kid and, and she's always been a teacher. So I guess she's got a knack for, um, teaching these kids to play. But every year, I feel like for the last four or five years, she's qualified or got close to qualifying for, um, Oh, it's more than four or five years, maybe for the last ten years. She's qualified for the state playoffs. The state playoffs. She, you have to, I think she has to get through seven rounds to get to that point. And often it's against bigger schools. Um, <clears throat> and so 
yeah, okay, well, that's not really part of the story. I just shout out to my mum, you know, she's doing an awesome job and uh, she deserves more recognition. So, uh, you know, I'm doing my bit to spread, to spread that. Um, uh, anyway, the point is, she told me the other day the girls went on for their game, and sure enough, mum always says, she's like, yeah, you know, they're not very good this year, I know they're going to lose. Sure enough, they, they didn't lose, they made it through again, uh, not to the state finals, but just uh, to the next round or whatever. Um, and I think they're up to the fourth round now, something like that. So, uh, but she said, yes, one of the girls, um, at one point, because I said, do the kids ever get nervous? And she said, yeah, one of the girls, um, uh, who's one of their better hitters, I understand, she, uh, she just got so nervous hitting that she, uh, oh, no, one of their pitchers, sorry, one of the pitchers, um, I believe, yeah, the backup pitcher, that's right, um, so... On games where their team's winning, she'll like to bring the backup pitcher on just to give her a bit of practice, keep her fresh. This girl was so nervous that she broke down in tears and refused to pitch. That's how much of a deal it meant to this young kid, you know. It's like kids at this age, yeah, they, they're in the spotlight like that, and they're just not used to it. They've never had that before, you know, and they're probably used to getting lots of uh, support and compliments from their parents and teachers. But here it's like... If they fail, they just, they think, oh no, I'm going to let down the whole team. And God, they just get that rush of emotion. And I think that's what happened when the captain thing was announced. And if I had not have won that, guarantee I would have been bawling my eyes out. Probably for hours. Like, it would have been very awkward. But, uh, yeah, uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, so I guess that's what it's like as kids. Um, alright, so let's continue. Uh, I'm gonna try and talk a little bit longer, cause I, yeah, I do like podcasts that get to, you know, 30 minutes, especially if any listeners are making podcasts themselves. The longer the better, uh, I'll say that. Alright, so, uh, what did, what did being a captain mean? Uh, what did it, what did it mean for, uh, little Mari? Well, it didn't mean much, unfortunately. Uh, it turns out when you're a 12-year-old captain, they don't give you that many responsibilities. There's uh, <clears throat> there's not much to it. I believe we, we got given the captaincy, and that came with a couple of duties. Like, uh, it wasn't, maybe at assembly, we had to sit up on stage at assembly. But then what happened once we got captain? There was boys captain, boys vice, girls captain, girls vice. We had to vote on um, what roles we'd have, and there was only one good role, and it was um, handling the finances. I don't know why that was a good role, but um, look, we all wanted that role, and, um, and, it, and, and it ended up the girl got it. I don't know why. I, I think we did a vote. Everyone on the captains voted, and, and maybe one teacher was there, so the five of us voted, and we said, all right, who wants the role of handling the money? And uh, everyone's, I think me and the girl captain said, yeah, we want it. And they said, okay, have a vote. Okay, the girl captain got it. And and that was that. And I thought, well, what's the point of bloody being captain? What jobs have you got? And I think they said something like, uh, okay, bell ringer. Bell ringer. <laughs> Who wants bell ringer? I was like, oh, bloody hell, I'll take it. <sighs> and, um, and then, okay, voting. Okay, Murray got bell ringer. I was like, oh, great. And I think that was it. To start with, that was it. 
But uh, no, I really love that job. I remember I went up there. It was cool because um, you got to leave class maybe a minute early. And so, uh, you know, everyone was stuck in class. And you're like, miss, I'm going to go ring the bell. I said, okay, Murray, you go. And I said, yep, thanks. Bye-bye, suckers. And then I left and uh, I went and rung the bell. And I, I took it really seriously. You know, you watch that little clock countdown. You watch the seconds. And not a moment too soon too late. You hit that bell. Um, and that was responsibility, you know, there was nothing to stop me from, um, like really ringing that thing. I could have rung it, you know, and I think I might've, you know, as I <laughs> rung it more and more, you, you start to get a bit co- confident, a bit cocky, maybe You're like, well, what if I, you know, put a bit of flavor into this ring? Maybe, <laughs> maybe instead of just doing the normal, like, you go for that. And, uh, and that wouldn't go unnoticed, by the way. The teachers wouldn't give a damn. But, like, uh, you know, your friends would maybe say, Oh, Mari, did you ring that bell? Oh, oh that was, you know, that was, that, was, that was different. What did you do with that one? Like, oh, you know, a little something, you know, just a little something I uh, thought up on the spot, actually. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I might have, but I think one day I, I took it too far. Maybe I, I just went, I think I held it for about <clears throat> maybe 10 seconds and the teacher said, Mari, no more of that. And, and yeah, that was that. <clears throat> Went back to the living in the square, man. And uh, <clears throat> no, that, so there was nothing much to the job. Um, I think, uh, yeah, at one point I remembered I, uh, I'd said, oh, that's right. I'd said, um, oh no, this was cool. Yeah. Uh, after, uh, after lunch, you know, they'd, they'd always bring out balls for the kids to play with. Like, they'd have uh, hockey sticks, hockey balls, soccer balls, footballs. Every ball, they had it. And it would come out in a big bin that the teacher would carry out. And they'd just dump it. Um, almost like dumping a, a box of chips to some birds who'd just, like, fly in at that thing, trying to get the best equipment. Um, and But then, you know, when it came time to go back to class, it's not like everyone was in a rush to put their balls back. Sometimes they'd just kick the ball and it'd go into the bush because our school was next to some bush and the kid had just you know they're little kids they don't care they'll just run away and leave it anyway um i'd said at one point i'd said this because i'd been down and through the bush maybe you're playing hide and seek and you say god there's so many balls here and i'd said miss there's so many balls um that don't get cleaned up you know and they're uh, rotting away down there and they said yeah murray you know what that's God, that's a really uh, insightful insight. Um, and I said, yeah, miss, um, could I um, have the duty of cleaning those balls up? And I was really excited to do the potential for this job. And she said, oh, Murray, I don't know. Um, talk to the principal about it. I said, oh, man, the principal. Okay, this is, uh, this is serious. This might be happening. And so uh, I talked to the principal. I said, oh, sir. And he said, yeah, Murray, uh, step into my office, have a seat. I said, sir, the balls. Someone's got to clean up the balls. And uh, and he said, Murray, I think you're the guy for the job. And so, uh, at least, yeah, I, I don't remember the details. Anyway, long story short, I uh, yeah, I got the job. And that was a cool job because, again, it was getting out of class. Every other kid went back to class. Murray came back five minutes later. And, you know, we're 12-year-old kids. The teachers don't care. And, um, and I think I was pretty good. I was pretty smart. 
So um, I could always catch up with the work. So they were happy to let me. Sometimes I'd dawdle and I'd come back 10 minutes later. It's like, oh, Murray, you know, 10 minutes, it's a bit late. You know, I thought you said it was you'd only take five minutes extra. So, oh, miss, you know, lots of balls today, miss, lots of balls today. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, look, I think that was it. Um, you know, you put you put it on your resume too. Um <laughs> I think even at the age of, yeah, 18, I still had that on my resume. Um, it's like school captain. When I was 12 years old. You put that, yeah, you'd just say, you'd say school captain of my, of Halliday's Point Primary School, and you put the year, 2001, which is you. And you just hope that they wouldn't work out, do the maths and work out, oh, hang on, he's just the primary school captain. Because, of course, you know, we had uh, high school captains too, um, which would have been much more legitimate, but... Uh, I, I just put down school captain and hope that they didn't look into the details. Um, and, and, you know, as my parents said, it still, it still counts for something, you know, don't be, yeah, which is true, I guess. Um, yeah, so, uh, high school captains, I'll talk briefly about that. I, uh, yeah, spoilers, I didn't get elected as high school captain. I did try. Now, our primary school was smaller. I think we had about 200 kids. The high school, on the other hand, it might have had about, oh, about, the, the first year in high school, I think there was 1,600, and I think it was the biggest school in the state at that point. It got separated, um, and but then it joined back together. Look, I can't remember, but I believe there was, um, our year voted, and the year above us voted. Uh, in the high school ones, and I think that that totaled maybe 500 votes, and there were lots more kids, lots more competition, and they came from schools, you know, so I didn't even, the school was big enough where you don't know every kid, and um, yeah, I nominated, a bunch of kids did, and uh, I, I don't think I wanted to, maybe a few people convinced me to do it, but I think I knew, I, I, was, I was definitely not as popular in high school as I was in primary, uh, just hanging with my group of friends, and we were never the coolest group either. Um, yeah, we, we'd just sit and, uh, you know, we'd play sports, maybe soccer, maybe play some cards, um, some playing cards. I remember we used to play those a bit. Uh, but we, yeah, we, we weren't the cool group, um, and I wasn't, I was no way the cool kid. And yeah, there was no way I was winning that. Uh, anyway... Oh, God, is there anything interesting? Okay. Yeah, that's right. I remembered at the time when I lost, because you have to go up on stage and give your speech, and, and, it, and it was a bit embarrassing, because you're like, what, what am I even doing? I'm just a nobody. I've become the nobody. And then you give your speech anyway, and no one really listens. And But I think deep down, I wanted to be. I could still remember the taste of victory, and, and I wanted it again, but I knew I couldn't get it. Um, and when they announced the winners... I remembered being really jealous of them, and I thought, oh man, their life is set, you know, anything they want from here out, it's like, you know, oh, you, you apply for a job, like, I don't know if you're qualifying that well, I was school captain, like, oh, you were school captain of high school, alright, you've got the job, or uh, maybe you go to university, this is a big one, you go to university, and there's limited housing, limited accommodation, and it's quite competitive, believe it or not, in Australia, to get sweet accommodation on uni 
and you want that accommodation. If you don't have that nice accommodation, you get the uni life experience, you don't want to be a loser just staying with some uh, in some share house off campus. And uh, yeah, as soon as you, I remember they'd said it before the election, they're like, look, if you get captaincy, you can get any accommodation in the country. And that was a big one too. And I thought, oh, these lucky bloody kids, you know, oh, just because they're popular. Anyway, uh, yeah, look, I think I'm out of things to say. Uh, yeah, so um, captaincy, yeah, it was a wild ride. Um, it certainly was one of the high points of my education. Um, and yeah, the rush, the feeling you got when you won that captaincy, uh, the, it must have been the adrenaline rushing to the brain. I don't know how much adrenaline you have as a 12-year-old. I'm sure you do have some. Uh, yeah, it was no, like nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, well, close to it, uh, which I guess uh, leads on to uh, next week's story. Okay, uh, that'll have to do for now. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.